This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's been two years since Toronto introduced Vision Zero, and that is the plan that was supposed to result in zero fatalities on the road for pedestrians and cyclists. Meanwhile, the city is on pace for its deadliest year for pedestrians and cyclists. So why is that? And I'd like to know from you, have you noticed any improvement in the infrastructure uh, that you face for walking, for getting where you have to go? If you're a cyclist, well, I, I think there are probably a lot more bike lanes, but do you feel safe? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, one And right now, we are going to Liz Sutherland, who is the Director of Advocacy and Government Relations for Cycle Toronto, and Jessica Speaker, who is a road safety advocate with Friends and Families for Safe Streets. Ladies, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having us. Okay. Uh, Liz, let's start with you. I mean... um, it's it's two years since this program has been announced. Uh, we have people in place. Money's been spent. Um, doesn't look like it's working very well. That's right, Amber. Uh, we haven't seen. Uh, I'm Libby. Amber. Amber is our producer. Hi, Amber. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, hi there. Um, it's it's Liz. Um, you're you're absolutely right. We um, we haven't seen much of a decrease. We haven't seen much of an impact yet with the Vision Zero Road Safety Plan. We do have concerns at Cycle Toronto that um, there's been a lot of emphasis on uh, things like signs for for uh, safe areas and paint, but not a lot on the redesign of intersections and streets that we need to really make people safer. Uh, and Jessica, what's your take? Uh, largely the same thing. Uh, the mayor was recently interviewed by the Toronto Star and the things that he bragged about that were the Vision Zero initiatives the city has undertaken so far are largely more signs for drivers to ignore, a few extra lines painted on roads in front of schools, and a few more accessible pedestrian crossing buttons, or as we like to call them, beg buttons. So that's really not <laughs> what do you the call same them? thing as beg buttons. Beg buttons. Oh, I see. Um, do, do they work? <laughs> Uh, I think some of them actually don't uh, affect the timing of the intersection at all. They're more of a placebo effect for a pedestrian to stand there and wait for the light to change. Oh, okay. No, I, I always find them kind of annoying. I'm, maybe I press them too much. <laughs> <But>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what to say about those, but, but that's, uh, that's what the mayor says he's done. He has not redesigned any intersections or substantially changed any road design. Well, we are seeing more actual uh, barriers in bike lanes. Well, if you're talking about things like the cycle tracks on Richmond, Adelaide, Sherbourne, and that type of thing, it's true we have a few tens of kilometers of those, but not nearly enough. Uh Uh-huh. And do you think we need even bigger, I mean, those barriers, you know, those, uh, what do you call them? I forget what... Bollards? Bollards, right. So we have bollards. Do we need something more serious than that? 
Uh, it, I think that would probably help to have something like a concrete curb um, or um, grade separation. So, for example, the, the level of the cycle track is actually higher than the level of the road, so it's more noticeable when you drive a vehicle up onto it. It feels like mounting a curb. Mm-hmm. Rather than a flexi post, a flexi post, those flexible bollards are, you know, you see delivery vehicles just drive over them without a care in the world all the time. And they sit there without a ticket. Yep. Uh, you know, the, it, it, we're trying to get a handle on the numbers, and so far it's at least 26 people, pedestrians and cyclists. Uh, what's your reaction to that, Jessica? Uh, it's horrifying, and it exposes the hypocrisy at City Hall, and my heart goes out to all of the families. It Obviously, it raises a lot of uh, a whirlwind of feelings when I think about the number of people who continue to die on our streets uh, every year. Um, uh, I, it, sorry, go ahead. It just shows that the city is not taking this issue seriously. If we've achieved that number by May, that's preposterous. Well, it is. Uh, I just wanted uh, to, if you don't mind, re- reminding people of your loss. Oh, about what happened to me? Yes. Yeah, uh, in 2015, I was T-boned by an inattentive driver who did not bother to look before she made a left-hand turn, and she made her left-hand turn into me. That broke my spine, that crash. It inflicted a moderate traumatic brain injury, and it damaged the soft tissue on the left-hand side of my body so badly that I developed a deep vein thrombosis, which is a big blood clot in my leg, and a very large piece of that broke off and chewed its way through my heart and landed across both lobes of my lungs, which nearly killed me a second time. Wow. So because of a driver's inattention, I nearly died twice. And, and how are you doing now? Oh, I'm walking and talking but I'm angry. With good reason. Yes. Okay, um, let's uh, take some calls. We've got Margaret in Thornhill. Hello, Margaret. Oh, hi. Uh, Good afternoon, Libby, and good afternoon, ma'am. Yeah, it's a good topic. Um, I I was in Amsterdam a few years ago, and uh, they have a lot of bike lanes there, and people are always safe riding it. We need more bike lanes because um, Toronto is a very heavy traffic area. A lot of the cyclists run errands. I work for lawyers, and uh, they run errands, pick up our uh, packages or our mail or whatever it is, go back and forth, and they can't afford cars. So they need to be safe, as safe as, as uh, the motorist is. We have to make more safety for the cyclists. We cannot keep hearing about uh, them being killed by some vehicle or the other, some accident or the other. They have to be as safe as the motorists are, and the motorists have to also look and see what's going on when they're driving to make sure the cyclist is safe, and we need more lanes. And uh, this is what they have to pour my money in for the people, you know. That's the way I look at it. Okay. How about you? Okay, Margaret, thanks for that. Let's go to uh, Bob in Etobicoke. I think Bob Hello, has how the are you? opposite view. Hi, Bob. I'm one of the people who has a different view about spending money for cycle. Hello? I believe that the roads, um, you can either, either have to ban all the cars in Toronto or ban the bicycles off the road because... I drove down the other day and went, was going to the, uh, the Roy Thompson Hall to see Anonymous Corey. And I ended up on Bloor Street, so I cut off and I ended up on Dundas Street. There is no bicycle lanes on Dundas Street, but there was at least 100 bicycles for every car on the road. And cars were dri- bicycles were driving in between a bus 
and a car with no more than an inch or two for in between, at the end of their handlebars going by a, a bus. If either vehicle, the bus or the car, was to, you know, the way traffic is and the way the roads are, and if they were to move, they would have jammed the handlebars of that bicycle. And it was a woman with a bicycle with a little baby on the handlebars. It is much too dangerous. Bicycles should be on bicycle lanes or on one-way streets where the one-way has got the whole lane for the bicycles. Well, I agree with you. It's it's dangerous in that situation, but uh, a lot of people would say that's because we don't have enough bike lanes. But I, but I hear you, Bob, that that's a very dangerous situation. But thanks it, thanks for your call. Okay, uh, we have to take a quick break, but we will be back with more on this very important topic, Uh, cyclist and pedestrian safety. Two years since Vision Zero was announced, and we're on track for the deadliest year ever. That is not a good thing. We'll be taking more of your calls. Uh, and the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we'll be right back. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, it is Victoria Day, and we are talking about pedestrian and cyclist safety. Two years since the announcement of the Vision Zero program, and we are on track for a very deadly year. Uh, we're going to go right to the phones, and we have a first-time caller, Harriet in Toronto. Hi, Harriet. Hi, Libby. I talked to you years and years ago. I never forgot about you. I talked to you regarding my husband years ago. How are you doing, sweetheart? Fine. I'm doing fine. How are you? Listen, honey, I really think like when I was talking to her, like my mother came on the phone and and she was talking to you, but I have some things I want to talk about. Uh, Not only the bicycles that be safe, I think people should uh, look both ways before you cross because we learned that in school. Not only that, look at the seniors. They walk with their walkers and their canes and they should watch where they're going regarding them. I was out a long time ago. Oh, it was last year, actually. He was crossing the street, and I, and I, feel, like saying, I feel like saying, oh, no, uh, because the light must have changed right away. So he's crossing the street, and, he, and it was like he was flying like in the air. He flew in the air, banged into the old lady's car, smashed the window, went right down on the ground. Nobody wanted to help this, this person who fell, and the lady was shaken up. I tried to calm her down. I tried to do my best for her and for the and for the person who was down bleeding i kept on saying please people help help you know they wouldn't help nobody wanted to get involved and i was the one saying help them this, this person is bleeding obviously, finally obviously, they listened to uh, me they got an dramatic. ambulance for him and and, uh, and the policemen were there on that and i was trying to do my best to help i think that this the roads and everything i think everybody should be safe especially for the seniors okay thanks for that harriet uh let's go to Marek in Toronto. Hello, Marek. Oh, yes. Good day, Libby. Marek is calling. Um, listen, I was um, talking to the mayor. Um, I am riding my bicycle, but uh, I spent so many years driving a car. I am telling visitors in Canada, Toronto is uh, the second, like, um, Canada is the second largest country in the world. And the, the problem is that um, then the comparing Toronto to Amsterdam to Holland, it's totally different climate. We have winter. They don't have snow. 
So we cannot, we have to stop talking nonsense. And um, first of all, and they have more one, of a bicycle culture too. I mean, we're we're yeah, trying to go back. The distances and are shorter in uh, in Holland, but in Toronto, is, uh, whenever you go, you have to count in hours. Okay, but um, the, the the problem is that um, I, the this is my observation. Uh, he, this the bike lines on the street on Blue Street is a nonsense. Uh, it is going much slower than, for example, on Harbord. And this is, um, we have to start thinking that uh, drivers should think about the, the, the cyclists. Everybody should be responsible using their own, I uh, have to say, judgment and uh, be street smart. We have to, we cannot, we are creating a culture that I can understand the mayor talking about this is uh, but this is utopia. We cannot eliminate accidents. It's like, uh, a lot of people say uh, they should not be called accidents. Uh, crashes is a more appropriate word. Marek, uh, thanks for your call. I'm going to get uh, Cycle to Toronto to uh, weigh in on what they think about what you've said. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Okay, Thanks. go ahead, Liz. Thanks. This is Liz. Yes, I was I was heartened to hear a lot of the comments from your from your callers about uh, how safety needs to be top priority. There needs to be space for everyone. Um, I'm sympathetic with the drivers who don't feel comfortable with a cyclist right beside their car. Uh, it makes much more sense for everyone to have their own space. So uh, it would make sense for us to have more protected bike lanes because drivers prefer these as well as cyclists. Um, on the point about the climate, I'd like to point out, though, that some of the most cycling-friendly places in the world have proper winters. If you think of cities in Finland or you think of Copenhagen, exactly. they, maintain, they maintain their infrastructure through the winter, and so people ride in the winter. So I think uh, in the right conditions, we could have that here in Toronto as well. Well, I, I think there's uh, certainly more of a cycling culture in those places. That's true. But in Amsterdam, you had a very car-dominated culture in the 60s and 70s, and then children were being killed on their streets. And so there was a movement to change things. And so they actually managed to go from being very car-dominated to being very cycling-friendly and pedestrian-friendly. So if they can do it, I think we can too. And Jessica, what do you think about what you've been hearing from our callers? Um, I'm with Liz. I am heartened to hear that people are focused on how much safety needs to be improved. But um, it is disheartening to hear that people will cite things like climate as an argument not to build infrastructure. Um, as Liz pointed out, countries with climate very similar to ours do it, and they do it easily. And we cannot have a cycling culture until we build the infrastructure. How can that possibly happen? People are too afraid to ride until we build the infrastructure. So we have to build the infrastructure first. We can't. It doesn't make sense to say, well, we don't have the same type of culture, so we can't build the infrastructure. It has to be the other way around. Okay. Uh, we are starting to run out of time. Uh, we'll go to Rob in Port Credit. Uh, quick comment, please, Rob. Hi. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Well, I think that uh, as I've been uh, been cycling for about two years now, I've been without a car for two years, and uh, when I cycle, I have like 360 radar. You have to be aware of what's going on around you. We are cyclists. We are guests on the roads. Roads are for cars, so we are guests, and we have to really, really take responsibility for our own actions. Don't cycle when it's when it's on a busy road at at a rush hour. I would have been hit three times by now, but I've I have that 360 radar, and I avoided it. I knew I was going to be hit, and I just got out of their way. Well, and you know what? Uh, I have to say, as a driver, sometimes 
you know, I don't see something, and, and you know, when a, a cyclist comes by and starts ringing their bell, I appreciate it, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I look right, I look left, and then by the time I look right again, somebody's coming up on me, you know? So, um, yes, uh, it's helpful. The, the other thing I want to say about certain pedestrians, uh, a lot of younger pedestrians, you know, Sometimes uh, there's a pedestrian and they have buds in their ear so they can't hear what's going on. It's in the evening, they're wearing dark clothes and they're not crossing at the light. They're crossing in front of you because you're not driving that fast. And that's dangerous. Yeah, we're a, a hurry up society. We're just everybody's in a hurry and everybody's only concerned about their own their own business. Okay, Rob, thanks for that. Take care. Okay. Uh Jessica, you know, do, do you do you have a message for some of these pedestrians? And and again, you know, they're just uh, jaywalking with buds in their ears. <laughs> it really bugs me. And I do have a message about this. Uh, that is perfectly legal. It's called crossing mid-block. There's nothing wrong with crossing the road, not at a crosswalk. It's legal. Jaywalking is not an extant term. The police don't give out tickets for it. It's a perfectly legal maneuver to get I, across the street. Right. But but don't you think people should be careful? Uh, people are careful. In fact, the most statistically dangerous thing you can do as a pedestrian in Toronto is to cross the intersection with the right-of-way. That is where the most pedestrian intersection, pedestrian collisions occur, is with left and right-hand turning drivers when you have the right-of-way and you should be safe, but you're not. So the problem is not pedestrian behavior on the whole. The problem is driver inattention. Well, I, 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 I agree with you that it's not the main problem or the problem on the whole, but I have to disagree with you that, that uh, people who are not paying attention, and that is not looking at traffic, listening to something else, and and wearing dark clothing at night, um, I have to disagree with you. They're not the main many, problem, how, but... How, how many people have wound up in an emergency room because a distracted pedestrian walked into them versus how many people have died or wound up in an emergency room because a distracted driver drove into them? Well, well, you you tell me. I don't have that number handy. I can look it up, but... Um, Zero versus thousands. Uh, I, I, I don't think that's quite... That's quite the right number. Anyway, let's go to uh, Victor in Etobicoke. We have very little time left. Victor, 30 seconds. Okay, let me think. All I want to say is that the bikers, they should have plates, insurance to be on the road. I know that the topic was up before and they said no, but if only we can have license plate on the back of their bikes, because a guy ran into my car and he took off, I could have grabbed his plate number, called the police, and they would have arrested him. Well, yeah, that you ship know, has sailed, though. That's, and uh, the that's holes, been voting. The potholes are dangerous for them. Well, you're right about that. Oh, potholes that is, are dangerous. That's one thing, because I almost ran one guy over right in front of my car. He hit a pothole, and he almost went right in front of my car. Almost, I almost flattened the guy. Uh, yeah, well, you have to be careful and drive around uh, those potholes. This is why I'm saying insurance for them. they got to get insurance because I ain't going to pay it. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm not sure you're not. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much okay, for that. Okay, Libby. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, um, that is uh, all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Thank you very much, Jessica Speaker, with Friends and Families for Safe Streets, and Liz Sutherland of Cycle Toronto. Thank you very much, ladies.
Thanks for having us, Libby. Okay, bye-bye. And uh, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today, and we now break for news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.